Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Chicago Bulls Sports Ethos coverage show. Uh, jumble that up, however you want to say it, but that's the name of the show. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I'm uh, joined, as always, by my co-host here, Trey Hill. Uh, we're going to recap a Bulls victory for once, Trey. Uh, I can't believe this, man. The uh, the Bulls, I didn't expect them to win this game, but it is a good good team win, man. It's been a while since we've gotten the chance to recap a Bulls victory, you know, after that five-game losing streak. Props to you for jumbling that intro and just rolling with the punches. I I tried to do the intro uh, for the first time tonight, jumbled it once, and said, screw that, Keith, you're still hosting even though you didn't get a chance to watch the game. But you must, you must be bad luck because you don't get to watch the game, and then the Bulls pull out a good, strong, well, well effort, uh, strong effort victory. Yeah. Yeah, I got to see maybe about half of it. So, yeah, those who aren't aware, I do work on Monday and Wednesday nights, so it's difficult to watch the games. And tonight was especially busy at work. So I uh, didn't get a chance to watch it super, super closely, but I did like what I saw, obviously. Uh, big win. Bulls win 104, uh, 117 to 104. Uh, hold the uh, Cavs to just 104. This is one of my nightmare matchups too, Trey. Uh, the Cavs, though, they're, they're – um, Ending a pretty long road trip, if I'm not correct. I was listening on the radio. I'm on the way home a little bit to the uh, to Chuck Swirsky and Bill Wennington. And uh, the Cavs have been on the road for a bit. So they, they might just be kind of uh, tired here. This might be a, just a bit of a letdown game for them. But, hey, man, I'll take it as a win. I thought they looked engaged. They're a pretty young team. They, they're a pretty hungry team. So, to me, I, I didn't think they looked like a, a sluggish team. It just seemed like anytime Mobley went out of the game, they they couldn't quite keep up. They they really embraced that size identity that they have, and when they can't lean on that, they just kind of seem to stutter. Yeah. So I mean, I'm giving the Bulls 100% credit. It it's not the end of the Cavs road trip. This was just a quality win. Don't, don't downplay this for me. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I'm I'm happy we uh, stopped that losing streak at four losses. Uh, again, this is the Sports Ethos a Chicago Bulls coverage show. Listeners, please take a moment to follow at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. It's the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis too. Again, that's at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. Go follow it right now. Um, but yeah, so what I saw, you know, Trey in the times that it did watch on offense, the Bulls looked great. I mean, the ball is really popping. The ball movement was happening. They were playing that little three-man game. On, on either side of the court where basically, you know, one guy would cut or dribble or beat their man off the dribble. And then they would pass it and be a kind of a hockey assist to the guy in the corner for a, an open three. Uh, and they did that several times while I was watching. So that seemed to be kind of a kryptonite for the Cavs. Uh, I don't know if it has to do with just, just their foot speed isn't there to, to be able to close out on shooters because they're playing with three, seven footers. So that's kind of my, my initial reaction there. Again, I didn't get to watch the game super closely, but what were your thoughts there, man? I, it looks like you're shaking your head. So you saw, or you're nodding your head. So you saw the same thing. 
Yeah, I saw a lot of the same thing. The, the Cavs, they just, when the Bulls would, were able to penetrate, as long as they were able to keep the ball moving with those crisp passes, like you said, they were able to find open shooters because those seven footers, they just don't have the foot, they didn't have the, quite the foot speed to catch up, unless it was Evan, Mo, Evan Mobley, who's, again, just an alien, basically, out there. The Cavs did go to, uh, Stacey King mentioned it, a 3-2 zone. A, not a 2-3 zone, but a, a, the 3-2 zone with Evan Mobley playing like the top of the key. And then all, and then the two guards, Okoro and Garland, almost like a 1-2-2 zone in the half court mm-hmm. with Allen and Markinen in the back just using their long limbs to muck things up. That really kind of uh, stymied the Bulls' offense. I don't think that'll be as big of an issue when Zach is back and you have you know DeRozan and Zach to both bust that zone along with Vooch. But it it did it is something to watch going forward if uh, teams throw out that zone towards the Bulls that I know Vooch is a great zone buster but they have to they have to be ready to put that in like that first play because the Cavs weren't like playing zone for four minutes at a time they were doing it for two plays at a time and it seemed like every time they did it it was effective. Vucevic hit his uh, New Year's resolution for me tonight, Trey, 24-12. and 12, A great game from him, actually. Uh, every time I tuned in, was able to focus a little bit. Seemed like he was doing good things out there, uh, knocking down jumpers, knocking down shots. Um, at the beginning of the game, he, he had a few He few actually didn't knock down any jumpers until the very end. I think mm. uh, I think it, it was like his first 14 points were all like right there in the paint, if not like right just that the outside shot wasn't falling for him. And – he stayed. He stayed aggressive. He he kept shooting, like you said there towards the end. He knocked down some jumpers, and I really liked seeing him knock. He had a clutch corner three. I don't know if you saw it there at the end, but it was 108, 102 with 227 left. I wrote it down because he'd been shooting so poorly, and he made a huge corner three. Which the corner three isn't his game. It's not his strong suit. So for him to have the confidence to knock that one down, I thought that was that was really telling of him. Uh, just like his character as a player and somebody I think we can depend on to take big shots, even if he has been struggling. And of course, Tamar had a great game, 30 points and 14 and 24 shooting. Um, just took charge, man. Uh, anytime that he needed to, when he, whenever the Bulls went on a run, it's because Tamar was really just taking taking advantage, uh, just taking charge and just making things happen. Uh, just an incredible player, having an incredible season. I, I hope that keeps up. He should absolutely be in the All-Star game. Um, I know he's still in the MVP conversation. I think even as a Bulls fan, I'm going to put Jokic or, or somebody like that over him, Steph Curry maybe. Um, but I'm happy he's in the conversation. I think he definitely deserves it. But one thing I was watching, Trey, uh, when I did get to tune in, because, you know, we were talking in our last episode with Buzz uh, from Buzz on uh, from on tap, uh, Bulls on tap, I'm sorry, about uh, Caruso and how impactful he was and how sometimes people can be impactful and doesn't show up in the box score. So I was watching Caruso that third quarter Caruso was putting on a defensive clinic for a stretch there. It was just impressive to see pulled the, pull the rug out, pulled the chair out, whatever you want to call it from, from Kevin Love um, and got him to turn the ball over. Um, he also he had a few uh, plays and here's what, here's what, here's where I'm talking about. So when it's not, doesn't show up in a box score, but if you're watching the games, you see how impactful it is twice. I saw, Caruso fighting over the screen to the point that he drew a offensive foul on Jared Allen. And that's impactful because obviously Jared Allen gets a foul who's important to them. 
he's getting getting a foul. He makes him second guess. You know what? What when he's hitting a screen? Is he going to be called for a foul? Um, you get all that in there too. But also it takes a possession away from the other team. Those are impactful things that just aren't going to show up in any box score. And those are the kind of things Alex Crusoe does. Um, and it was so good to see him back, man. Twenty-two, almost twenty-three minutes tonight. Um, he had shot two for eight from the field. Now didn't shoot great. Nine points, three rebounds, two assists. What did you see from Crusoe tonight, Trey? That contagious effort, like you said, he he had. I don't I don't have the box score pull up. Let me grab it. But I think he had at least what one two steals probably. Uh, zero like steals was, actually, but he had one zero block. steals. He had one block. Okay, it was a block. Oh, okay, it was. Oh yes, that that chase down block. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, uh, if you were watching, they had the uh, camera angle. It was like the behind the glass as it happened. It was really neat seeing that happen in real time with the camera angle. So shout out to the production crew on that one. Caruso, again, the contagious effort. It's not just the effort, but when he's out there, he's so active. He's so communicative that everyone else kind of has to step up their defensive game. He raises that that level. And uh, DeMar had a great strip where he just literally left his man because he knew that uh, Matt Thomas was going to drift over from the corner and cover to help. So DeMar was able to leave his man and go get a, a just swipe the ball from Kevin Love late in the fourth quarter. You had Io jumping routes and getting a steal late in the fourth. But that defensive intensity is brought from Caruso. Like he sets that tone for the players to to play that way. And as much as I love Lonzo, I think Lonzo's probably the more effective defender just because of his height and length. I, the the ability that Caruso has to just bring out that defensive intensity for the, his teammates like that. You talk about things that don't show up in box scores that doesn't show up in a box score, but it's such a huge value to have to the team team high plus 18 tonight for Caruso. Yeah. And watching those guys together, you talk, you talk about Lonzo ball and Alex Caruso. Um, I think, you know, ball does feed off of that energy also. And just watching those guys together in the backcourt play defense is just so great. Uh, I had to assume can't, can't, sell short what this guy's doing either seven of eight from the field just incredible uh shot 90 percent to what two games ago or, or something like that um almost a 90 percent effort again tonight uh three or four from behind the arc um eight assists 18 points this this guy's just balling man i i I'm more and more in love with this kid fall more and lo- more in love with him every single game his vision when he drives has just been fantastic and not just his vision, but his ability to drop off passes, uh, whether it's like in the middle of a dribble, just instead of dribbling, throwing a bounce pass that catches the defense off guard to a cutting guy or picking the ball up and, you know, wrapping it around a guy to somebody waiting because Io gets his defend gets his defender to come over and help. So he gets gives someone a layup. His play tonight, it was really impressive. I especially on the defensive end, following Garland around, I you noticed when it wasn't Io on Garland, whether it was Matt Thomas getting getting on him, whether it was Kobe White on him. I don't really. I, those are the two that I really remember getting mm-hmm. stuck with him. Where I noticed, like it, it was visible. Oh, Garland doesn't have Io on him. He's getting open looks. So it it was another just complete game from him. Yeah. And just. In- steal is he the, is he the steal of the draft? I think he's the steal of the draft. Oh yeah, I point. definitely think so. I mean, I think you know, he's playing like a top ten pick, and he was number thirty eight. So I think his ter- in terms of value, it's I don't him think and then a uh, him and then what the the guy from the Nuggets, but Bones Highland. Bones Highland. Well, he yeah. just came out recently though. I think I feel like Io's been doing this more consistently. 
Uh, Bones has had some big games recently, and I think now that um, Bryn Forbes is going to be there, it's going to be tough for him to have other big games because they just traded for Bryn Forbes. So, but that's a good point. I mean, you know, I, lo- I love Bones Island. I think he's going to have a nice career in the NBA. Uh, I did think I, I was pretty high on him coming into this season, and I'm glad to see him succeeding. But no, I think Io is definitely definitely is the, he's the uh, steal of this draft, the value pick of this draft. He also played a team high 39 minutes. Yeah, um, just just a lead. A leader out there on the court in terms of just the, the defensive point of attack tonight. He he really did set the tone on the defensive end with what he was doing to Garland. It was it was really impressive to watch him just kind of bother him with his length. So uh, you've you've been talking up these Cavs all season. Uh, this is one of the few games I've gotten to see of them. Um, I was definitely impressed. I mean, obviously, I, the last game they beat us by 23 points. So um, I was impressed in that game also. And I was really impressed with um, – you know, Evan Mobley, but I was watching more of Darius Garland this time because this guy's been playing so well recently and uh, he was hitting tough shots. He shot nine of 18 from the field. So even though I was chasing him around and playing good defense, he still shot it efficiently. He had 12 assists to four, st- four turnovers. So that's pretty good t- assist turnover ratio, 20 points. Um, and this guy, like I said, just, you know, he would come off of a screen and the release is there. It's quick. Uh, it looks good. It's it perfect form. I mean, you know, this guy's this guy's a threat, man, from anywhere on the court, really. He had a, he had a um, like 31 foot three pointer also when I was watching as well. Yeah, it was the only one he hit. He went one of six tonight from distance. But I've been saying uh, I think he's going to end up being the Trey Young of this year with his ability to knock down threes, the way he runs that pick and roll with Allen and Mobley. Um, I love Garland, but this was really the Mobley show. He finished as plus five, but up until the Bulls went on an 11-0 run to put the game away. It was 102-103, and then the Bulls went on an 11-0 run. Uh, Mobley went from a plus 14 for the game to a plus five. He was the only Cavs player on the entire roster that wasn't a negative. He, When he was out there, it was just the difference was night and day, and that he's going to be so special, and it really sucks that he's in the East, but... That he was the difference maker for the Cavs. Eight of twelve. He only had five rebounds, but I feel like that was because he was the guy that was challenging everything. Like I said, he was at the top on that zone. And I I cannot speak highly enough about what Evan Mobley was able to do against the Bulls tonight. So a Laurie Markin revenge game here. Twenty-eight points for Mr. Laurie Markin and uh, nine of fourteen shooting, five of nine from beyond the arc. Uh, seven rebounds. He never did rebound the ball very well. Uh, stealing a block. So uh, very good game from Laurie. I, I love what I saw out of him too. I mean, you know, I, I joke and I kid uh, just because it does still hurt as a Bulls fan to know what we thought the guy could become. And he just wasn't. He's just not that guy. Um, but he's still a very good player. He can still put up lines like this and uh, probably a little extra chip on his shoulder tonight, don't you think? Yeah, 100 percent there was. He was he I know. Laurie's always liked to shoot, but he definitely was getting them up tonight. Stacey King mentioned, though, it wasn't just the Laurie Markkinen that we were used to from Chicago. He wasn't just, you know, spotting up from three. They had a couple post-ups. You know, he had a couple cuts. And it's nice to see him grow in an offense because he was here during the dark days of the Bulls, and his development was just kind of stunted from the beginning, I felt like, here. And to see him go somewhere else and find, you know, find his groove, find his rhythm, I thought it. I think it's really nice to see. But he was pretty wide open on most of those shots. Uh, there, there's a reason he was able to get 28 points, and that's because 
he was the guy that the Bulls were determining. You know, they didn't want to give up the corner threes. They didn't want to give up shots at the rim. So, Laurie, okay, you can take a slightly contested above the break three. And he happened to knock – he knocked down quite a few of them. But yeah. we'll take the W. Well, yeah, I'll take the W. And I also love to see uh, – there was a couple times that Kobe White just kind of bullied him, which, uh, you know, kind of gave me a little flashbacks to like, oh, yeah – this is what this guy was, and this is why he never was the guy that we thought he would be. But it's just the, it, he doesn't have that like killer instinct in him, you know. And and, and I, I I do love Laurie. I, I wish the best for him. But uh, you got the six foot two Kobe White just like taking you in the paint and, and bodying you and, and making a layup over you when you're seven foot tall. It doesn't sit well with me uh, if that was my my player, honestly. So uh, don't mean to talk too much smack about. Him. Go ahead. You brought up Kobe. Yeah. I. Again, you didn't get to watch this game. So if you looked at the box score, you see 16, four steals, which incredible, incredible effort from Kobe on the defensive end. I know I, I gave him a little crap earlier for not being able to cover Garland, but Garland's an amazing offensive player who was getting screens from three seven footers. Like you have your, his, he has his limitations on the defensive end and we have to live with those, but effort was not one of those on the defensive end, but three assists, you see that and that's like, you know, that's average for Kobe. That's even a little below average for him lately. Mm-hmm. But the way he was able to penetrate the Cavs defense and kick the ball out, like you mentioned earlier, those hockey assists, that drive, draw the defense in and kick it out time after time after time. Kobe was driving on this team and making the right decisions, whether it was, you know, taking the layup, taking the shot they were giving him or finding those open people. He was just making the right decision over and over. And I know he shot 5 of 11, but again, he was challenging Evan Mobley. He was challenging Allen on these shots at the rim. And he was was so much better than the box score indicates at playmaking tonight. And he was huge. Yeah. So you might have bet some unders tonight on Kobe White on Thrive. And if you did, I want to let you guys know we have a brand new Fit Daily Fantasy partner at Sports Ethos. Thrive Fantasy, prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ethos when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus and your first deposit up to 100 bucks plus two, either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. And yeah, Trey, I, I think, you know, Kobe White, just the growth in his game is that he's making good, smart basketball plays. And it doesn't necessarily, like you said, doesn't show up in the box score. But I, I've loved what I've seen. Ever since he started to play well, I've loved what I've seen out of him. Obviously, those first... I don't know, two, three weeks that he came back really rough. Right. And we were all kind of like, okay, what, what's going that, that's on a, That's a bold statement from you, sir. When mm. he's played well, you've liked it, but when he's played <laughs> bad, you haven't Man, well, you're really going out on a limb there. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't the one calling to trade him uh, left and right, Ma- mainly because I didn't think he had very much trade value. I think if you try to trade him now, he'll have a lot of trade value. So I think, I- I'm still, I think the I'm game still has open slowed to down it. for him. I think mm. the game has really slowed down for him, especially these last few weeks after coming back because he had the shoulder injury. He had COVID and, you know, it's hard being a rookie and it's hard, you know, because he was a rookie and then they tried to play him at point guard and he's not a natural 100 percent point guard. Yeah, I, don't, I think and shifting he, to shooting guard or a scoring guard, I'll call it, because he's still a point guard, but he's not he's not necessarily in charge of ball security. He can always defer to, at this point, Io or Demar Derozan uh, for that. If when we're fully healthy, obviously it's Lonzo Ball, it's Zach Levine, it's Demar Derozan. So he doesn't have to be the primary ball handler. 
He doesn't have to be, but he is quite often. And mm. honestly, if if you told me we had to have Kobe White be our point guard for like a two-week stretch, I would be perfectly happy with it because I feel like the the game has slowed down enough for him that he's able to make those reads and make the right decisions. And he's smart enough to make the, the right decisions. He's got those game reps in. And he seems like a guy who learns as he goes. He's, you know... He gets better as as he plays, and I'm I'm very I I don't really know what else I want to say about him other than it's just so he's been so good and it's just mm-hmm. so undervalued. I don't want it to get lost in the sauce because of Caruso coming back, and you know everyone loves Io the Chicago kid, but man Kobe White has just been unreal for this team. Yeah. Well, when they need a bucket, I mean, you know, if it's not DeMar DeRozan, it's it's Ben Kobe White. And, uh, you know, you can't really rely on Vucevic at this point uh, to go get you a bucket when you absolutely need it. He's going to get his his touches for Vucevic. But, I mean, when you need a bucket and you need just something to happen and you need to stop a run, it hasn't, If you know, with Zach Levine out, with Lonzo Ball out, it's Ben Kobe White. So, um, you know, I, I don't think that's unfair to say that he's been a huge part or he played a huge part in this win. Uh, but, you know, obviously we we hope we wish we would have won a few more games. We really wish we would have won that Boston game. That would have been so good um, just to kind of weather the storm a little bit. But we're going to start getting guys back. We're going to get Javante Green back uh, relatively soon here, I would think. I would think we're going to get Zach Levine back relatively soon. Uh, Patrick Williams, maybe by the end of the season we'll get him back. Uh, Derek Jones Jr., we're still about a couple weeks away here. So getting healthy, getting some of these people back, uh, you know, the schedule, though, it gets more crowded pretty soon here. We're going to have more games and more nights or and fewer nights, I should say. So uh, it's going to be still a struggle. It's going to be still a, a storm that we have to weather here. But hopefully getting these guys back will help us out. Uh, let's see. Looking forward, Trey, we've got the Bucks on Friday, the Magic on Sunday, uh, the Thunder on Monday, and the Raptors on Wednesday. That's the next four games. Yeah, two of those are not like the others, <laughs> uh, Magic and, and Thunder. Uh we should win those games. I would really hope we do. They both put up fights, though, man. I'm not going to say that it's it's a done deal that we win those games. And then the Raptors and the Bucks, of course, those are going to be tough games. So uh, what do you think here? Do you think maybe two and two over this next four? Or do you think uh, – I mean, it depends, obviously, on who we get back. Yeah, know, I'd, I'd like I, – yeah, I think two and two over the next four. Yeah. So and it's still I, I'm hoping it'll probably trouble. be, you know, be the chalk of beating Orlando and Oklahoma City. I I don't expect to beat Milwaukee. I'd like to beat Toronto, you know, three and one, uh, ideally. But Zach, you know, with Zach being out at least those three games, hopefully he's back for the Toronto game. But mm. yeah, Milwaukee's going to be a really tough team to beat without having Zach and without having Javante Green. Yeah, and they just won tonight against the uh, Red Hot Memphis Grizzlies, who beat us, of course. Um, the Bucks beat them by, I don't know, eight, nine points. So uh, I was listening to that on the way home, too. So uh, that's going to do it for us, guys. Quickly, before we sign off, we want to also remind you all to use coupon code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. But that's going to do it for us, guys. Um, we are going to be back with you after Friday's game to recap that. Hopefully we have another victory to talk about. Saturday, as a bit of a special pregame show, uh, a little bit of a look ahead, we're going to have Stephen Cameron on to talk about the magic 
and what we can expect on Sunday's Magic game. Obviously, the Magic aren't uh, necessarily a great team this season, but they are focusing on things, and uh, they do play hard. So uh, looking forward to see what he has to say there. But I'm Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at Keith And Trey, where can the good people find you? On Twitter at Final Finally. And don't forget to follow the show, guys, at Ethos Bulls on Twitter. And until next time, go Bulls. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.